Finding high-quality mental health care can be daunting and exhausting. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, depression, insomnia, stress, grief, big life changes, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can now use FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hi, it's Dave here, and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. And you're listening to The Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. Today, we're going to go see the movie called X-Men, colon, Dark Phoenix. Are you, such a bad how, are you, how are you feeling about this? I'm not. I'm I could not be less excited. Completely for this. ambiguous on it. And then I quickly I was googling it. Ambivalent, I think, is the word you're looking for. No. Yeah. Ambiguous. Uh, you're not ambiguous. Ambiguous means uh, ill-defined. Yeah, I'm ill-defined on it. Ambi- no, <laughs> just trying to backtrack your way <laughs> out of using the wrong word. Me. What? Yeah, you can't throw mansplaining straight away. I that's can. not mansplaining. It is mansplaining. You use, that's just explaining. I'm ambiguous. I'm explaining to you that you used you the wrong word. You don't need to explain an X-Men movie to me. So it, I was like kind of interested in seeing it because I tend to like X-Men movies. And then I did a quick Google before we left the house, like for the cinema times, and it popped up that it was at 23% of Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. So now I'm very dubious. Though we I, haven't watched I a really bad movie in a while, so sometimes they're so bad they're good. Could I try be that not kind to pay thing. attention to Rotten Tomatoes and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, 23% is really bad. And well, then hilariously, okay. we're off to see um, Doesn't mean we won't get some fun out of it. Oh, no, I mean, and I do vaguely recall enjoying the last one of these. Um, but we were going to the Light Cinema, right, which is like one of our favourite cinemas. And it popped up, because today is D-Day, it popped up on my Facebook feed earlier that they're doing like... Um, Save Your Prime Ryan in 4K so I'm like oh. maybe we should have gone to see that that would have been much better than this, this awful movie but we watched Saving Private Ryan really recently so I would, like, wouldn't rewatch it again tonight but yeah I'm pretty sure the people in that screen will be having a much better experience than we'll be having in our I screen. don't know that's pretty full on um, I have seen the trailers for this and it did not make me excited for it. trailers I think the purpose of trailers as far as I know is to make you want to go and see <laughs> the is, movie yeah. that they're, they're promoting these trailers had the opposite effect on me it could not have looked more um, by the numbers and run of the mill. Then why and are we going to see it? You picked it. I did because I think 
Well, it's the it's the, the end of this franchise. It's the well, so-called. It's the it's the uh, the final breath of this dying, <laughs> decrepit franchise. This is their end game, but it will not be as good as Endgame. No. Uh, so, for anyone who doesn't know, 20th Century Fox got bought by Disney. So Disney now has acquired the. They've completed the set. They they caught them all. They have all the Marvel stuff. So they're basically gonna slowly discontinue all these uh, all the uh, current X Men um, uh, universe and probably well nobody knows what they're gonna do but they're probably gonna reboot these I mean, characters they later like, on I and mean, bring them back this in. Been going on for twenty years, like. But this is I'm kind of sad um, that it's kind of ending on this whimper. Assuming that I'm not going to enjoy this. Um, well, look, save it for after the podcast. Yeah, because you might really enjoy it. Yeah, you're but right. Even you're critically, right. But for I'm it not... to be mauled so much is quite sad for a franchise that was so celebrated well, when it began. I guess my point, my point is though. Yeah, well, that is a shame. But my point is, I should. I'm a, the target audience for this. I should be excited, and I'm not. Well, it's I love to be first excited class. twenty years into any franchise, though. It really is. No, but it's actually they 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 put new life into this several times. First class was great. Days of uh, Future Past, the next one was really good. Um, but and we reviewed Logan the last one. We reviewed the last one of these on our podcast. But yeah, I can't I th- remember the movie. It was called X Men Apocalypse, and it was episode three or four of this podcast. It was very early days. If you want to go back and listen to it, I remember you quite enjoyed it. Yeah, actually. I remember that too. In but fact, I can't actually remember the movie. I think you even enjoyed it more than Captain America: Civil War. Well, which I didn't like Captain really America: Civil me. War. But anyway, we need to wrap up because we're going to go in and get some pizza for dinner. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll see you on the other side of uh, whatever this movie turns out to be. <laughs> Bye. She should be dead. Did you hear what the kids are calling you? Phoenix. Hello, Jean. Who are you? The better question is, who are you? Something's happening to me. When I lose control, bad things happen. But it feels good. That power destroyed everything it ever came into contact with. Until you. The X-Men fear you. And what they fear, we seek to destroy. She'll kill us all. Hi, we're back. We watched uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. I had a few beers. I'm a little tipsy. You didn't. So you're the sober one. I'm just really tired You're the pizza. <laughs> yeah, we had a <laughs> lot of pizza. Movie. <laughs> Do you know what? I thought it was I thought it was alright. Yeah, like I actually don't think it's terrible at all. And I don't think that's I don't I don't think it deserves the the, this sort of pounding it's been given by by critics and the press. I thought it was like all right. I was enjoying the first half hour and I was thinking, oh, what's everyone complaining about? And then like the more characters showed up and kind of as the villains showed up, who were really tedious. I just suddenly got really bored, like really bored. Um, Should we give a quick synopsis? Should we bother? Like, what's the synopsis? Like, you know, there was it's no a, plot. There was no X-Men plot in this movie. movie. Yeah, there was. There was a plot. Barely. It's just been done. Be- Barely. It's just been literally been done by four, before by the same yeah. director. It was like the. It was like a hollow shell of I- like of ideas that have all been done before, but are just being done worse than this. And it looked cheap. 
Like loads of the special effects I thought just looked genuinely rubbish. I thought it was totally fine. Acti- like in particular, and maybe I'm projecting, but like I really felt like Jennifer Lawrence and Michael Fassbender were like, why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, some of the younger ones were a bit keener. Like, obviously, for Sophie Turner, it's amazing. She gets to be the star of this movie. But, like, for Jennifer Lawrence, you, I could just feel her, like, rolling her eyes as she was yeah, delivering she the lines. She doesn't want to be there. No, Michael, when Michael Fassbender showed up, I was like, oh, my God, he's this poor guy. He's, like, committed to doing this awful shine. <laughs> he probably, like, six movies in his contract or something. I thought he... No, whatever. Michael Fassbender is... I was projecting. It's kind of above this. He's such a good actor, but even when he's phoning it in, he's still brilliant. Oh, he's really he's good. He's really like, good. The thing is, they're all good, but like they had not. Jessica Chastain. Like, why is Jessica good? Chastain in this movie? Jessica Chastain is given a very difficult to role to work with. She's a Terminator. It's, that's all she it's is. Pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Who wears a ridiculous I, stiletto? Well, well, let's let's uh, just save that for spoilers. <laughs> now they know she wears stilettos. Um, I honestly though I was with this movie for ages I agree the first half an hour was like pretty good yeah. pretty good solid superhero movie and I thought I thought it plays this movie plays a lot with character which I was appreciated it? yeah it did it was largely a um, interpersonal character drama and for the most part I was kind of with it the, the issues and we'll get to them in this on spoiler stream I mean, we've addressed them all already. The issues for me (laughs) is that it doesn't really amount to anything and everything is resolved exactly kind of as as you would expect it to and in a a bit of a damp squib. And I'm I'm not going to say which one because I don't want to do spoilers yet, but it bears a striking resemblance to a very recent other superhero movie that we saw, but it's much worse than that. Um... Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But the, the the other issue is that this you're you're right. This isn't fresh or new or original. We've seen this exact storyline committed to the screen in 2000 and whatever. The third X Men movie is the Dark Phoenix plot, and it was written by the same person. Are you serious? Yeah. So it's like, why are we even doing this? I again? just kept thinking. Remember how cool it was, and I don't. God, don't ask me what movie it was. Remember how cool it was when they reinvigorated the franchise and brought James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender and them into it like that was yeah, cool right that's what I said in the intro yeah and this you, is just you, like you oh said, it's so uncool it's so passe no but you're saying you you were saying that this is a 20 year old franchise and it is but it's a franchise that reinvigorated like give birth to itself again it all it rose from the ashes like a <laughs> phoenix if you wish and now it's plummeted um, back into those with ashes with First Class which was a brilliant um, lovely move introduced a fresh cast with the same characters this was then, so tired it's the forget, opposite of fresh you, you forget all these movies because you kept asking me every five minutes in this movie who's wait, who's that and are they together you were like were Michael well, Fassbender and Jennifer Lawrence together I because different timelines like it's hard but to remember these movies but come that's my, on that, but that's my, the, my point when you get to the, the second one of these when they melded the old cast and the new cast in Days of Future Past that was a, a lovely touch and a brilliant movie I really enjoyed that movie X-Men Apocalypse is a bad bad movie and this is a better movie this is much better Really? Than the last one. Yeah. Remember the last one, but I do know that I enjoyed it more. Any, you don't remember a movie unless you've seen it in the last seven days. Which is why I do you a have, podcast where we walk home from the movies. You have goldfish movie memory. The only but I mean, way nothing you, to remember the, the only this reason movie, we do this podcast is to commit Kathy's memory <laughs> to to some sort of audio archive. Imagine being Sophie Turner, right? And you're into like you star 
in two huge franchises that are released within the space of a month that have the worst endings. No, no, not only that. The end... Yes, that was the end of two giant franchises. That's what I literally just said. Oh, sorry, that... No, but you said have the worst endings. That's kind yeah, they of do. different. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> Basically, they're both awful, and it's, like, no fault of hers. Like, she's really good. Um... Yeah, it's just, like, I think we should get to Sporter Street. Honestly, I don't have that much to say to it. I really think, like, I would say it was, like, tired and tedious I, and really laboured. And I don't think... It felt really, like, it's so pointless. Like, this movie could have never have been made and we were at yeah. we were at no different place at the end of this movie than we were at the start of this yeah. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's utterly pointless. This movie did not need to be made and I don't feel enriched or, like, I got gained anything coming out of it. No, and Absolutely I... Absolutely There was, like, it's opening night, isn't it? <coughs> Nobody's seeing it at the cinema either. Maybe it opened, but yeah, there were six people in there. Yeah. I mean, like, nobody gives a shit. No, no, this, this there was a nobody, few people waiting at the no end. There's no hunger or demand for this movie. <laughs> there was a few people waiting at the end, like, for, like, end credit scenes, but I had actually Googled that there was none, and I wanted to turn around oh, and go, Oh, no! Even if really? there was one, would you really want to see it? Like, But that's depressing. Like, oh, what's Professor X going to do this time? I, like, I don't isn't that care. Kind of, isn't that kind of depressing that... that the, these movies have trained us to just sit there like idiots. Dave, you're the one who always sits for them, not no, me. No, because you know when they're going to happen or not. Well, I also, at the very end of a franchise, it also, happen. Uh, top tip, everybody, Google whether there is one or not, yeah. because somebody else has, has written an article about that, <laughs> and you can see whether there is one. Don't just sit there unless you want to. Um, but I don't think I don't think this is a bad movie. Dave. It isn't. It's not. It's a fine movie. But you don't movie. think it's a good movie, right? Yeah, the, but those are, those are different things. <laughs> yeah, it's not the worst movie. I don't movie think I've, it's a good it's movie. It's not the worst movie I've ever it's seen. It's a fine. It's an absolutely fine movie. I thought it was perfectly well executed. The I word thought the perfect actual is a really strong word to use perfect, for anything on this perfectly movie. Perfectly finely executed. <laughs> like such a in terms of this, like it's a two-star uh, movie. Like. No, hang on. It is a st- don't start me on ratings and rankings. Okay, because well, we don't rate movies, but this if is I was the to rate one, this no, no, would be two No, no, this stars. is the problem, because at the beginning of this, you said, this has a 23% Rotten Tomatoes yeah, score. And 23%, as a percentage, in and of itself, implies absolutely abysmal. That is, like, like 70, no, uh, 7% No, on Rotten Tomatoes, it means 20, it's basically means that 23% of critics gave it a good review. That's yes, but I know what that fundamentally what means but when you look at that as a score rating this is the problem in the world we live in Rotten Tomatoes has become the ultimate scoring system for any movie okay so you do look you think at- of it first just, just pause on your high horse for a second okay how many movies are in this franchise you should know roughly the whole franchise oh, um, 15 no 4 in this one and 3 in the other one is 7 and then maybe Logan is 8 and Oh, and then there was two Wolverine movies, ten? Oh, my God. Okay, first of all, pause that point. There's ten of these. I just kept thinking, remember how good Logan was? And he's the same oh, yeah, Logan. People. Oh, no, there's three Wolverine movies. Yeah. There's Logan as well. I just kept thinking yeah. that was... I cannot believe this is, like, from the same universe. But it's the not same the universe. same people. It's the same studio. I know, yeah, but I, just, I, know. I actually kept... That was another thing, because, like, Logan is an incredible movie, and it's so down to earth, and well, it's so good. Here's but, a, no, back to my other point. Yeah. There's ten of these movies, right? Yeah. At its best, at its absolute best, when you're talking Eleven, about rankings... At its absolute best, this franchise was probably still never a five-star movie. Would you and stop? I'm, no, what? I'm just continuing yeah. my point. I'm saying, and this of the ten is either the bottom or the second from the bottom. So to put that into your context, if you're saying this is a perfectly fine movie, of ten movies, it's either the last, the worst or the second worst. Like, put it in that context, it's fucking bad, like... 
with this caliber of actors? Are you kidding me? You derailed, I saw at the you end derailed that apparently... me from my 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 point about why I think that the Rotten Tomatoes system is flawed. We're not here to argue to Rotten tell Tomatoes. Me, to tell me that forget about ratings, <laughs> there but there are no five star <laughs> movies in here. Saying, what are you talking I'm about? Just the problem is the worst movie the in problem, a franchise that used to be good. It's not the worst movie oh, in a, second, this franchise. Okay, it's the second all. worst. By far, it's not the worst. It's not even <laughs> close to being the worst. <laughs> Kathy, calm down. you didn't. You, you like we're Kathy, having an extra march. You didn't. Have I mean, to, a marital. Kathy, you didn't have to sit through X Men Origins Wolverine. Okay, you no. weren't there, man. No, you didn't see what I saw. Okay, fine. It's the third worst. They, they fucking. They, they had Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and then sewed up his mouth so he couldn't talk. <laughs> Literally the point of Deadpool. Anyway, we, we digress. And that was, I think, possibly the same writer as... Are oh, we no, no, do you know who wrote that movie? The Game of Thrones guys. I'm oh, not God. joking. Right, um, we need to, we're on Spoiler Street for X-Men. Also... Whatever it's called, okay? X-Men 3 was worse than this. Hey, we're not. We're on if you, No, no you wanted this. You were like, hey, Dave, why don't we rank all the X-Men <laughs> I movies? Didn't say why How many rank are them there? All? There aren't any five-star ones. Why don't you tell us uh, which ones are the worst? Because this is, this, it's not the worst. This is a fine movie. And, Great. And I ref- you know what? I know what I'm buying you for Christmas this year. And it's the DVD of X-Men Dark Phoenix. I don't and all the ever want to watch this movie again. <laughs> Except Never. there's no extras because no one would bother I to produce it. I don't so need bad. to see this movie again because I've seen it three times now. <laughs> I've seen the original 90s X-Men cartoon, which did this plot. I've seen X-Men The Last Stand, which did this plot. And I've seen this movie. I am done <laughs> with Dark Phoenixes. Okay, now on the to only Street. Phoenix I I will rewatch is possibly the Harry Potter one. Yeah, I'll re- rewatch Harry Potter. We're on to Spoiler Street now, really quickly because it's late. Oh shit, we need to take cash out for the babysitter. Oh, um, fuck. So uh, there was a, there's like what are you, what are you on Spoiler Street. So firstly, I think it's hilarious because I was like. Why is Jennifer Lawrence in this movie? Like, hasn't she got a good enough agent to get her out of this contract? She, and then I she died really early. Yeah, but clearly she wrote... Clearly she was like, you got to get me out of get this, Jerry. Out, and definitely her agent's called Jerry. And she's like, Jerry, God, please get me out of these terrible movies. Did you see that last one? I gotta go. And she's just in makeup for hours, which would be such a pain. Yes, okay. A few issues with the Jennifer Lawrence thing. Yes, she has to sit in through makeup for hours and it's costly or, or whatever. But from a character point of view, it doesn't make sense why Mystique, who is literally they've made her whole character to be about being proud about who she is, defending mutant rights and, and saying I'm blue and proud of it. And then the first thing she does after getting in to her safe haven of the Charles Xavier School for Gifted Mutants is turned into white Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, because Jennifer Lawrence is not one to wear all the makeup. Like, no, but, she's an Oscar winner. But I know that's the reason, but that doesn't make sense in the movie. Oh, no, it makes sense. That's, Dave, that's your problem with this movie. And also, why is, um, why is Nicholas Holt able to just become not beast or beast all of a sudden? I don't know. Could he not always do that? Because, because they need Nicholas Holt in it as well. No, he couldn't always do that. He's always... Um, beast I just but kept so thinking how awkward it must be because they were dating and now they're not and they had to do like love scenes together I mean obviously that's awkward yeah that's really awkward um, so but yeah, anyway, Jennifer those Harris, are, and those then are huge Fassender. plot points like literally at one point two blue mutant characters who are supposed to be about proud about being mutants are having a conversation and it's just Nicholas Holt and Jennifer Lawrence 
Yeah. And like they made this whole plot point, which they've just forgotten about, where Nicholas Holt invented a serum which like uh, inhibited mutant powers, but now he's just like what able to just turn it on and off? Apparently. You I mean, have I no idea what I'm talking about. I have no about, idea what you're you? talking about. And then the other hilarious bit is that so Jennifer Lawrence is in it, I'm like being quiet now in case we spoil it for anyone at the ATM. Um so oh, they Gen- don't care. They, they look, they'd be Jennifer, glad of it. Jennifer Lawrence is in, like, say, maybe the first 40 minutes at a stretch. And then... and then but You know the trailer gave away that she dies? No, I never watched... You said you didn't see a trailer for it. Oh, no, I you did. did, you did. I, I did. watched the trailer for this. The and trailer, then Michael Fassbender only showed the trailer up... Shows, the trailer shows um, Jean Grey flinging Jennifer Lawrence into a wall and then cuts to a grave. Jesus and they're all at her funeral But like, I was thinking Because I forgot there were different timelines And I was like But she's in later movies So she doesn't die So that confused me But then anyway I think it's hilarious That Michael Fassbender Only showed up at the second half Of the movie Like neither of them Would be in the whole movie Like I wonder if they both Got paid more than like um, Sophie Turner Who's the star of the movie Probably Probably they've yeah so They've got a legacy contract One thing I did like About the movie And they might have dealt With this in other ones And I've forgotten But um, I liked how they kind of I like how they made us really question Charles's motivations. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Yeah, that was. I thought good. it was really interesting. Mm. Uh, the first, particularly for the first half, setting um, Jennifer Lawrence uh, and Charles against each other was really interesting. Yeah. And actually, I like for that. the first half, he felt like the villain. Yeah, he did. And it was really well done, really well executed. It felt like you could see her point, um, and and the fact that he'd been keeping lies from her. Was and he was like courting or, uh, fame, lying to her. Yeah, and and. He was He'd almost Become so obsessed With this perfect harmony That they created Because we've never seen That harmony in the X-Men universe They're not heroes And, and, ne- and have never that. been I had never seen that No they've always been vilified The school has always been secret So uh, to be fair They presented a, a new And interesting take On it Which was a sort of A more traditional Superhero affair Almost to the point of like Cheesiness Where they it was like the word superhero Where it was, they say the word superhero yeah. And he's got a direct phone To the president It was almost like They were taking the piss Like Mr. President We are on the way But I think we need to talk we About the this. main Kind of Point The main plot Of this whole movie Which is that Very early on When they go to space For whatever reason um, Sophie Turner Ends up Gene Ends up Absorbing some Yeah yeah Blah blah whatever blah, blah It's the same thing It's the same And she turns plot. into Captain Marvel But for some reason That I don't think They made clear Other than Oh she finds out That her dad abandoned her When she was a baby She suddenly has This uncontrollable rage And I don't know How that was related Back to the power But no one takes Like Like She doesn't take a minute To question what's going on With her And, and no one else Really seems to either And it's suddenly just like Oh she's a villain now but we know she isn't. I guess like everything's just dialed up to 11. The motivations uh, were so poor. Like, all of that stuff was so badly done. But this is this is what I mean by the movie's fine. Is in, it actually has all the pieces in place for a good movie and, and some good character drama. The problem is... It this, I didn't doesn't, feel any of it. Yeah, you don't feel it because it hasn't executed any of it correctly and it hasn't raised the stakes enough believe it enough for a movie that's about stupid aliens and well, there's no clouds. emotional stakes like Jean and her boyfriend he feels like he's her little brother it was so weird oh, seeing them okay, together oh okay sorry L- let me just finish this point and then we can talk about him <laughs> um, there's no stakes I don't care like, I didn't even believe for a second that the other X-Men wanted to kill her I was like of course no, they're not going to kill her that's, like. the, that's exactly my point <laughs> they, they set up conflict that doesn't quite make sense because there's an easy solution to all this if you all just calm down for a second yeah and like, like it, I, don't, I never for a second bought that Hank would suddenly and I, I, I get that he was upset 
And but I don't do not see that he would want. He as a character suddenly wants to enact vengeance. No, because and he's seeking, blaming Charles. Like in one scene, he's yeah. blaming Charles, and the next one, he's trying to kill Jean. That, like, that makes they, no they sense. They absolutely ruined his character. Firstly, yeah. and then find that they actually had all the pieces between um, Charles and Jean's relationship laid out quite well. Like he had been lying to her. And then she discovered that. That's quite an interesting thing to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty but fucked then, up that her dad was alive. But then, the, he was dead. but then the resolution to that is she. Oh, she has a flashback to her entire life, wh- <laughs> which where we she's already like, seen. Where she's like, "Oh wait, no, he's looked after me my entire life and is a nice guy." Oh, remember when he had and that weird seventies like, wig? He was nice then. Even though, even though you saw, like, from your father's perspective, do you know what I mean? Sorry, she at the end of the movie has this revelation when she's inside. Charles's mind and then sees the full scene between her and the father where, where the, the, um, he's like I'll take her in she deserves to be cared for even though she had already seen that memory in her father's mind in no, its entirety no she hadn't seen the bit where he said I'd give her whatever f- child needs a loving home or oh, whatever but like, I mean it. come on I mean, the schmaltz really of it all bad, like, like the, so what really I mean bad. what I mean is the sort of the payoff of her Decide and then and then the the dialogue is pretty dreadful in a lot of this. It's like, I will fight for my family and oh, all. The dialogue's this awful. Pretty like, bad. We haven't even touched on how bad the script and like, was. You Every could single scene, we were like saying the lines. We were saying out. the lines. Yeah. Like they leave pauses so, uh, for <laughs> the audience to say the line, and then, and then, then the character says the okay, line. I'm sorry, As in, like, sorry, this was the best one where you're like, nobody in this room is scared of your powers. Except, Except you. you. <laughs> and then, okay, spoilers for Captain Marvel, but I think if you're listening to this podcast, you'll have seen Captain Marvel. But, like, well, turn give, off give for the next... A, yeah, give yeah, them a minute. Turn off for the next two minutes. Yeah. Um, so this it, it's... Now, it's out close enough to Captain Marvel out of... I believe that it was made before it, and I don't believe they're copying it, but it was just done so much better on Captain Marvel. It's like... Well, no, no, basically you, but that, you realise that both of these plots are decades old. I know, so I'm, I'm just saying that... And like, also, they're from the same... I'm just saying that how they producer. were executed was so bad. Like, this was so bad compared okay. to Captain Marvel. The stuff where it's, like, all, you know... There's a lot of feminist undertones in this movie, for sure, I thought. Yeah, they but also clunkily handled. Well, I didn't think it was that clunky, actually. I like Because I had just been thinking, why are they called X-Men if there's women? And I was glad someone mentioned it. Um, and then there was this yeah, stuff around... Yeah, but it didn't feel organic. She literally said... The sentence that Jennifer Lawrence says that in started with, felt, by the way. But Dave, no- oh, by the way. Dave, nothing in the script was well written. So, to yeah. be fair, why would that line be any better written than the others? But I approved of the point. Um, and secondly, I liked how when Jessica Chase, Chastain, the Terminator, was saying to her... Um, you know you're not a little girl anymore and, and the words you're using to describe yourself are words created by men and I thought that was quite good language And then, but then the thing when it's like in the end she kind of has this epiphany that Captain Marvel had which was my emotions aren't what's destroying me they're what's making me and I should embrace my emotions it was just like and then she oh, flies right, off yeah. into space it was literally Captain Marvel it was just weird and she was as powerful as Captain Marvel and she ends up off in space in the end so well oh no God, not in right. space it's she almo- just flies over the streets of Paris it's almost ex- oh god stop <laughs> I can't believe they just copied the end of The Dark Knight Rises yeah slash. like they, they basically I expected Charles Xavier to look one table over and Christian Bale will be having dinner with Anne Hathaway <laughs> And then I mean, they all give each really other a little bad, nod. Like, like at the very end, it's like they're ending on oh, Professor X and on um, I wanted Mito, to die. To that have playing chess, so that like, oh, it's a lovely end bookend to the whole thing. It's like, do you no, know what I feel that like? Can go I feel like they shot. We laughed the mo- out loud. I feel like they shot the movie, and like a year later, when they were editing it, they were like, do you know what? This movie is completely heartless and dead. We'll just grab the two <laughs> lads. 
<laughs> film them playing chess and just stick a bit of oh. like colour up in the sky and say that's Jean like it was so tacked on to the movie it was like utterly it's bizarre sad. it's sad if that's the way that that's the sort of coda on this whole franchise which has <laughs> some was. so some such brilliant moments and they were left with that and it's like we, remember we, basically that's the movie makers being like remember like all those years ago what you actually liked about these yeah. two remember oh, back yeah. when we had Patrick Stewart and um, who was Magneto again well also um, Ian McKellen yeah. but but you, you do realise that it's 1992 at that stage I was thinking that's only a few years in eight years one. they're going to become Ian yeah, McKellen and Patrick Stewart ancient. well can we get back to Jennifer Lawrence's point no uh, Jean's boyfriend because in eight years he's going to become oh my, a good actor oh my god he's okay the, look I don't, and look it's not his fault because he's got the stupid glasses on for the whole movie yeah but look I mean I what? don't like we don't like to, to bad mouth people not, on this I'm not podcast. blaming the actor it's just they were together he felt like her little kid brother and it was like grotesque when they were kissing but also it was notice it's, it's unfortunate for Ty Sheridan to be who is he he's the guy from Ready Player One who Oh, and it's a movie we did not give a good review. I'm sure to he's either. a lovely guy, and but but when you when you put him on screen with this and and to 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 be fair, Scott Cyclops is the fucking lame duck of a character. He's the most boring man in, on the planet. I just think if you're gonna wear like glasses, wear nice ones. But like if you put him on screen next to. Michael Fassbender James McAvoy and Jennifer Lawrence then it's like and none of them are even fucking uh, trying and they're still outperforming yeah, this guy who literally every scene he shows up it, I, I want a, somebody out there to make a supercut from this movie of Cyclops opening doors hurriedly and then looking left and then looking I right know, and, then and going Gene and, but it's just there's something he feels quite young and like a kid and, and again it's not helped by that his eyes are always covered I think that's really difficult for an actor yes that's true but she and it, it really works for her in Game of Thrones as well Sophie Turner is very regal like how she holds herself and she just even though I'm sure the actors are the same age if he's not probably older than her but it just felt like it just felt weird like I, I didn't buy them like for a second oh they have no chemistry yeah it was weird um, so uh, so when he was like I love you don't leave me it was like snooze fest and I'm usually kind of into any and they love gave him plot. the worst dialogue he yeah, was literally like, like nothing to work with said we could get through anything Gene yeah like they honestly none of them had anything to work with um, so yeah it's I mean good. actually the more we talk about it the more I'm focusing on all I the mean, bad I'm parts really, of this movie are you movie. still maintaining are you still standing I, by the fact that it's a fine movie yeah like I actually had a good like I wasn't bored I was really <laughs> bored by the end in the big there's a big battle scene on a train that goes on for I'm not joking 40 minutes I, I thought just that, I thought that had some really good moments I thought that all, all the Magneto um like yeah, like Magneto's always cool. Like, cool. like Magneto's always cool. The Jessica Chastain being shot in the face by Magneto was cool. There's some quite, there's some quite interesting stuff in this. But like Gene, like um, in a kind of horrible imagery, like forcing Charles out of his chair and fo- making him walk upstairs was like yeah, that was quite dark, wasn't it? Dark. Um, um, yeah, but I mean, the train scene just went on and on and on. It was. Just but there so are some dull. interesting ideas in here, and it's been it's been written and directed and produced. Like this is a singular voice by Simon Kinberg, who has been involved in the X Men movies since the start. Like he Even he's wrote given up. the third one. He's been um, a, he wrote the third Days of Future Past really was the good one. He's uh, this is the first one he's ever directed. <coughs> but he's been a produce. He produced Logan. Like this dude is is Wait, literally he has, involved in Logan. Yeah, this man has had his hands in all of these movies. So. 
I kind of feel like he knows this stuff. I think it was just missing. I think he's too close to it. They needed a new yeah, voice. Yeah, I think. No, but what they really needed was to not make the movie, right? <laughs> Um, yes, this so mo- that's the problem. There's this nothing movie, left to harness. Exactly, the the movie was kind of um, doomed from the start because they were coming off the back of um, something that I think had tested everyone's patience. Excuse me, <coughs> Dave. I'm going to take the mic off you because that is just <coughs> sorry. That movie. That movie was dull and I think that killed everyone's appetite for this stuff. And then um, you do something like Logan which completely throws it all out Yeah, the exactly. And, and when you, you do cons- Deadpool and they're just so different to come back to this feels so dull Different now. and interesting and fresh and then yeah. just to literally reheat the same plot that we've seen so many times yeah. um, it's just the, it's by just, the same person. It's it, 10 years too late. <laughs> like honestly. Oh just, my God, I'm dying. It's like <laughs> Dave's dying and I'm so talking. It's 10 years too late. Like there's no appetite left for this shit. Um, but we need to go. We need to go home. Um, anyway, I had a bit of fun. More fun reviewing it than watching it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But but honestly, I'll get a few. It's Father's Day soon. Stop it. No, I, I'm, I'll get you I'm an never early watching release. that again. I'll get you Please, an early God, release. life's too short. Um, okay, thank but you. But it's fine. It's fine. And look, the problem is, last Rotten Tomatoes is a binary system. <laughs> We're living in a binary... The, the world is becoming binary. And well, no, Dave, because it is, you can it's go on Rotten issue. Tomatoes it and is. you can read any of the reviews. I'd rather... I'd rather... Aff- um, I'd rather look at a five-star review from something I trust than look at um, an amalgamated score which reduces something to either good or bad. Like, it's not just good or bad. Th- that's my whole point about this movie. It is not good and it is not bad. It's bad. It is <laughs> neither bad. of those things. It's absolutely okay, if it's on a slide scale of one to ten pointless. and one is bad and ten is good, what my number point, is it? <laughs> my point is Rotten Tomatoes is unable to okay, handle the adequacy po- of this movie. Okay, Dave, calm down. We're going to go now. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, if you haven't already done so, please head over to iTunes and subscribe and drop us a review. That would be amazing. Uh, oh, no, not iTunes. It's called Apple Podcasts now. They've gotten rid of iTunes. Um, and also, if you haven't already checked out our Patreon, please do, where we do retro film reviews. We also chat about TV shows. So we just did an episode last night on Chernobyl. Um Next week we're going to be doing Big Little Lies and Black Mirror, so we're doing lots of TV stuff over there. So head and we've over. We've got to vote up right now for mistaken identity movies. So you can vote for one of six movies, including North by Northwest, True Lies. Big we'll business. watch whichever one you want. Yeah, um, I'm hoping Big Business wins. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye. Gene. Gene. The mortal Gene Grey is no more. I am. Fire made flesh, power incarnate. I am the Dark Phoenix. Gene, no! ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the home edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, 
and monetize their podcast everywhere. ACAST.com. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.